Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, aka Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Gymwits. So, Tony, I have a question for you. Yes. You just recently did a Spartan race, correct? Yeah, it's my first one. So, here's a question How in the world have you been able to do anything else? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, am I not sore? Like, no, no, no. Oh, not oh, about being sore. Well, that too. That oh, too. Where? But when you're like, Training for a Spartan race, like all you do is train for a Spartan race. It's like uh, you're, you're like very busy. It, well, the- <laughs> well, two of the three gymnasts have done it, um, and uh, yeah, you have to do it to, to see. You did the sprint, right, in City Field. I did the one at City Field. Okay, yeah. How was it? I loved it. Like yeah. I'm obsessed. Did you go with the team or by yourself? <laughs> so, well, that's the thing. Now, I can say that I'm obsessed and I loved it because I was with a team, and yeah. I at first, I, I listen. I wanted to be with the team. I wasn't yeah. going to leave them behind. But oh. I like you, I remember yeah. talking to you about this and so badly. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, like I work out every day. I'm strong. Like I could really kill this. Like I yeah. wanted to go so badly. I wanted to leave them. Yeah, and, that's why. And then I like started to and then I felt bad. So then like I pulled yeah. back and then I just made it more like of a fun thing. But I'm, 150% like I want it to be next year already so I can do it and actually see what my the, time the would be. The should do it next year. It sure. would be so it's fun. Good. And it's okay if we leave each other. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look, you, you'll be done in, in, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half anyway. So like, it doesn't matter if we, you know, then we, we can talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. It That'd was cool. li- uh, so much fun. Maybe, I was under the impression that they're long. That there's there are. Well, there's maybe spins. that's, maybe that's. And then there's like saying. something else and then there's like super. Well, let, can I, oh. so this one, it was about like, they said it was a little bit more than three miles oh, about, yeah. but okay. in that three miles, you're going up and down yeah. the stadium. You're, you know, lifting things. There's, there was 24 obstacles, I yeah. believe. Um, it was really intense, but. The number, the fastest woman to that one that got first place yeah. finished it in 37 minutes. Wow. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, it takes me 30 minutes to run three miles yeah. without any obstacles <laughs> whatsoever, <laughs> without any stairs or nothing. Like, yeah. we had to, like, hold, like, gallons of water. Yeah. We had to put things on our stairs, shoulders, yeah. go up our stairs. We what had to, was like... the hardest one for you? Well, so the hardest things I, I just didn't. I can't, I don't have yeah. like good upper body strength, which is like the monkey bar, okay. like the swinging yeah. from yeah. the, you know, so then whenever you couldn't do something, you just did 15, 15 burpees. Oh, 15? 15. So oh. Yeah, it used to be 30, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 30 burpees is a tough, is tough 15, because that, that's what killed me is I, so, I mean, it, what killed my time when I did it was there was, um, it was a busy time, so there's a lot of people. So I think I would try to go with the higher elite. Even though the I'm not competitive, elite, just to, yeah, earlier yeah, in the morning, I would go competitive. Even though I would, I'd get destroyed by everybody, only because I wouldn't have to wait behind people. But waiting behind people killed me. And then I spent about five minutes waiting for the arch, the, the arrow throw. You know, I got and, it on my first try. Oh wow, I didn't get it at all. <laughs> so then I had to do. So I waited five minutes for that. Then I had to do burpees. So then I was tired. Yeah. And um, that was frustrating. But yeah. Yeah, it definitely depends on like where when you end up kind of failing the obstacle and then when you have to do the burpees. I think dictates yeah. too like how fast you can end up going. Because yeah. um, I got you... really lucky. Like at that point, uh, the that's when everyone started to fall behind because yeah. nobody got the it first. I got it first. I didn't have to do any burpees. I, I was skip. able to go to like the next thing, but you know. Next time, I'll, I'll I would just skip the arrow, go right to the burpees, and then just go that's on my way. So it's it's more of a skilled thing, the arrow. Yeah, yeah, you have to hit a target. So that's, I mean, that's not really an athletic. 
Yeah, it's kind yeah. of athletic. Yeah. Don't tell, don't tell archers that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, of course, archery is but a one-shot deal for yeah. someone yeah. who's not trained to do that. It's I mean, not, look, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's it was more, yeah, yeah, it was more for fun. And for that, there was like also climbing over walls. Like there yeah. are certain things you obviously have to be athletic. The sure, thing sure. with the walls, like they had, I'm not gonna lie, like I can't go over a whatever. I think it was the nine foot wall, but they have like a little kind of like a cheat thing, yeah. and then I can go over it. Like whatever. Like I don't know. <laughs> it was more for fun, I would yeah. say, but. It definitely well, puts you in like a totally different mindset and belief yeah. of like what you can accomplish and what you tell yourself that you can't. Yeah. And I just loved it for that. I just want to, it makes, it makes exercising fun in a yeah. totally different way. So we'll did you, we'll, did you, we'll definitely, That's did true. you train for it specifically? No, no I didn't, okay. but you can, yeah. you can like, and I really, I'm going to, someone's like, you should do a Tough Mudder. So I started looking up Tough Mudders. So like now I I'm pretty positive I'm going to do a Tough Mudder. I don't want to say definitely yet because when I start it, I'll let you guys know. But that comes with like a training schedule and that course is 10 miles. And that's like really crazy stuff. Like you have to go in like an ice bath and you have to go in mud and then you have to like, it's like crazy. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know, like either I looked at the training for, for the longer ones and it's like, you know, kind of when you're training for a half, like four miles one day, three miles another day, cross training another day. Um, yeah, but it I like it gives you something to strive for. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So uh, we have an ask the episode today. So we got some questions from listeners, including one that someone got this in at the last minute, like literally within the last like hour. We got an ask the ask the question. So this guy is going to be really lucky because he's going to have his. You know, usually it takes a few weeks for us to get these out, if if not more. You know, last one we did was in March. So. Um, Justin, since you are the layperson of the group, <laughs> you can ask the questions. You have a role here, and I'm sure you'll have your own opinions too. Yes, but yes. why don't you ask the first question? All right. So the first question comes from Ariel, and Ariel writes, Hey, guys, I just came across your podcast this week, and I love it. I'm currently catching up on all the previous episodes, so hopefully this isn't a question you've already answered. I'm starting on my fitness journey and struggling with breakfast. I'm not a morning person and I've tried multiple different things, but so far the quickest and easiest for me is a protein shake because I don't have to cook or prep anything. I can just blend and go. My question is what protein powder will be the best for my goals? What's the difference between whey and plant-based? And is there anything I can add to the shakes to make it taste better and keep me fuller long without too many extra calories, carbs? My mother-in-law makes her protein shakes with the Beachbody uh, Shakeology, but that stuff is $140 a month and is too expensive for me. The protein powder market is very overwhelming. Please help. P.S. A little about me. I'm 5'6", 215 pounds, mid-20s. I was fit all through my childhood and early 20s. This is the first time I've ever been overweight and I've had to be, uh, be disciplined and smart about my food choices since my metabolism pretty much did the work for me when I was younger. I put on about 80 pounds and developed a bad habit of emotional eating during an abusive relationship that lasted a few years. Now that I've taken my life back, I'm trying to get back into fitness as well. And I'd like to congratulate you, Ariel, for taking your life back and getting out of the, uh, the abusive relationship and really starting on the path to a, a better, stronger existence. Absolutely. The fact that you're choosing to eat healthier and take control of your food is only a symbol of empowering yourself and building up your self-confidence and taking care of you so that you can be whole. And, and you know, unfortunately, what happens is when people take lack taking care of themselves, they do get into relationships that don't sure. really serve them. So um, congratulations to that. That's really, really great. Thank you for writing in as well. 
Um, in regards to emotional eating, I will just say that is something that we're going to do a future topic or podcast on because mm. it actually is my specialty. I work with people who struggle with kind of knowing what to eat, but just not knowing how to stick to it because of things like stress or anxiety um, or feeling uncomfortable or um you know, feeling the need to binge or, or whatever have you. So we'll, we will touch on that at another episode. Um, but as for starting your morning off right with breakfast, I think it's a wonderful thing. And if you're looking for something quick and easy, a protein shake can be one of those things. And as you said, a protein powder that market is very overwhelming and there are a lot of different options. The difference between a whey-based and a plant-based, a whey-based is coming from an animal. And so if you're not a vegan or vegetarian, that would be just fine. And it is actually, um, kind of like the gold standard for post-workout. So it depends upon when you're doing your exercising. I don't know if it says it here. If you're exercising, um, before your workout and then you're looking to have the protein i'm sorry if you're i don't know if does it say when she exercises no right uh i don't don't believe so i'm not a morning person so chances are you're not exercising in the morning if you're not a morning person um so if you want to do um plant-based or whey that's fine if also if you're lactose intolerant you might do better off with the plant-based um, protein in the morning since it's not post-workout it really doesn't matter in the in the regards to like how your body's going to utilize it the they're both usually going to be have supplements with other vitamins and minerals so if you're taking anything else um, that might counter interact with that just double check with your doctor um, but in regards of the other ingredients sometimes you have to read the ingredients and you want to make sure that there's not a ton of additives and words you can't pronounce and try to look for like kind of the most simple ingredient list with that being said the simpler the ingredient list usually the flavor of the protein powder doesn't taste as great but i want you to enjoy your food so you might have to experiment a little bit just to find out what tastes better for you and you could always enhance the flavor by using other things to make your shake with so i know you don't want to add extra calories or carbs my guess is that you're thinking that carbs and calories are a bad thing when really we have to just have balance in the breakfast and it's not that we don't want to have a ton of calories. Obviously, you all want, you do want to try to lose weight, so you don't want to like load it up. But you do want to also have a balanced diet so that you're not overeating later on in the day. I'd recommend mixing with if you're looking to have a base. You want to you already have the protein powder itself, which has protein. So make sure that that scoop has at least about 20 grams per scoop, and you don't need to do two scoops of it, especially if you're mixing it with other things. But just at least make sure that you're getting about 20 grams of protein, and this is just a general recommendation, but about at least 20 grams of protein with that scoop, and then you can blend it with either um, unsweetened almond milk is a nice low calorie option, and you could also do um, fruit is usually lower in calories now. It does contain carbohydrates, but it's a good source of carb. And depending on the protein powder, some protein powders have car- are, have carbohydrates already in them, and some of them don't have any in them. So I don't want you to think that you need to have no calorie, uh, no carbohydrates whatsoever. You definitely just want to have a balance of both carbs and protein, and then maybe even like a little bit of a healthy fat. So you don't want to go crazy on like nut butters, but nut butters are really healthy for you, and that might enhance the flavor and might give um, it has a healthy fat, so it might be a little bit more filling and that might be kind of a good way to start your morning and I'm actually I didn't tell you guys this because it's like not 100% done yet but I'm pretty positive by the time this episode comes out I'm offering a free balanced breakfast challenge so I'm assuming it'll be out by the time this episode goes out so if you want to 
um, Ariel or anybody else listening join a balanced breakfast challenge, you just go to my Instagram page or go to www.tipswithtony.com and you can learn even more because even though she said, sorry, this is becoming a whole episode, but she (laughs) said how like she doesn't have time to cook or prep. That part of the challenge is I'm going to be educating people on like quick, healthy, affordable, um, balanced breakfast items that they could be consuming and really giving her more options other than just a protein shake. Cause I think that's the first thing people go to is it's quick and it's easy, sure. but there are plenty of other things that be, can be prepared within five minutes or less. Yeah, yeah. One thing I would do if I, if I knew that I was getting up uh, extra early and I had to rush off to work, what I would do is I would get some eggs and put it in a little case that is also microwave safe. I don't like love using microwave, but on you know, desperate times calls for desperate measures. So I would just sort of, you know, whisk them up, leave them in the fridge overnight. In the morning, pick it up, plop it in the microwave. Maybe I might put a piece of cheese in. Not everyone wouldn't want to do that necessarily. And there you go. You have some sort of makeshift scrambled eggs that, you know, provide some decent nutrition you eat with a piece of fruit and boom, you got a decent yeah. breakfast. Or you can even hard boiled eggs like, you know, hard boiled eggs for the week and peel them. So that way they're ready to go. Put them in Ziploc bags and, you know, you could have that with a piece of fruit and a whole grain piece of bread and you got a meal. Cool. (laughs) Well, the next question is from Jessica. And Jessica writes, hello, I think you guys have a great podcast and I love listening to you every week, usually while walking my dog around the neighborhood. Nice. Thank you, Jessica. My question to you is what type of vitamins or supplements, i.e. BCAAs, creatine, uh, pre-post-workout drinks, protein powder, would you recommend to someone trying to put on muscle? How much should I be taking? A little about me. I'm 33 years old, female, 5'6", 117 pounds, and about 12 to 13% body fat. I've been lifting for about two years, four times a week. I have uh, been slowly getting bigger, and I know that women naturally have a harder time putting on muscle, but I don't want to be wasting my time and effort at the gym. Any advice would be wonderful. Thanks so much. Okay. Well, Jessica, we did do a a whole podcast about the. I'm going to answer your question. I don't think I'm not, but I do feel like it might be beneficial for you to listen to the podcast with Melanie Bomer. She was this, even though it was more for sports nutrition, considering your, you know, at your, your height, your weight and your body fat percentage, that would be similar to what an athlete would look like. Um, although you want to incorporate more muscle. I would say that your weight is a little bit on the lower end. If that's normal or natural for you, then that's totally fine. And you probably have been struggling to be getting bigger your kind of your entire life, it sounds like. And in that case, it's always the more calories and with your in combination with your training is going to help put that muscle. Because as long as you're converting that energy and exercising, more calories are going to do that. But protein is really important for muscle recovery. And when it comes to um, supplements, I don't really think you need to take like a vitamin doesn't have any calories per se, but a supplement will have calories and then also usually carries things like branched chain amino acids. Uh, the protein powders that are usually the kind of the gold standard, we just talked about it in just the previous question was that, um, you know, the whey protein powder post-workout is going to be best utilized by the body and tends to help with muscle recovery much faster. I would encourage you to um, have a protein shake. You want to aim for about 20 to 30 grams post-workout and then like an hour later have a full meal that has at least um, like a at least a palm-sized piece of protein as well. 
Um, if you, I would just encourage you to have protein with, make sure protein is present every time you eat. So if you're eating three meals a day, you know, uh, post-workout snack, and even with your snack, maybe incorporate a little bit of protein as well. And just make sure you're staying hydrated with water as you increase your protein. But I don't, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what she currently like likes to eat or if she has any allergies or anything like that, but, um, I don't think it would hurt her to take a supplement of that sort. So Ryan, uh, now it sounds like uh, Jessica does lift and she, mm-hmm. she knows what she's doing but what uh, exercises uh, what weightlifting episode, uh, uh, exercises would you recommend for someone I know we've talked about it before yeah but I mean that's something we talked about I think it's, it's not as much the exercises uh, you know it, a little bit depends on if the goal is you know more aesthetic versus you know size for if she just wants to get bigger to get bigger mm-hmm. you know I'd say if it's like just putting on, if she's just trying to put on weight then bigger you know kind of more compound movements so you know, deadlift squats you know bench pressing kind of bigger movements that involve more muscles and heavier weights are going to help with overall size but if she's looking for more bodybuilding or sculpting type of stuff then you know then it's really volume work so doing you know where you know whatever you're doing that you're you know eight to twelve reps that you're spending a good deal of time in the gym so you know three to six exercises per body part um you know three to five sets you know eight to twelve reps of everything you know and and also just focusing always on progression so that you know your weights are regularly increasing that you're trying different exercises um you know so just be you know maintaining consistency with weightlifting but also that you're that it's progressive that you're constantly progressing on your weights and trying different things and, and that the volume is high. So a little bit depends on like if it's size for size sake versus size for, you know, like I said, then it is size for uh, just putting on weight. Cause you know, at that, at that weight, maybe, you know, a lot of people, you know, the goal might just be, I just want to put on a few pounds. Hmm. So once again, thank you, Jessica for writing in. I hope that helps. So our next question comes from Colm and Colm, asks, hey guys, your podcast is so good. I'm very interested in fitness and maintaining a healthy lifestyle in general. I am a policeman in Ireland and work shift work. There are three shifts. I work 7 a.m. till 5 p.m., 12 till 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. till 7 a.m. I find it hard to know uh, what way to balance nutrition when working off these hours. Any advice is appreciated. And uh, Colm, I could say that I uh, feel your pain not quite so much. You have mm. a, a very demanding job, but I know it in terms of working odd hours and not being home and sort of, you know, whether either driving or being out on foot or whatever it is, it is a very tricky uh, lifestyle to deal with. And oftentimes, uh, nutrition gets thrown by the wayside. Mm. You've worked for seven hours nonstop and you're starving so the the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go to you know like for me it would be like a diner or a, a pizza place you know in ireland uh, whatever the you know, equivalent is you're going to grab you know a burger and fries you're going to gr- uh fried food something like that that's going to be instantly gratifying but may not provide you with a nutritional mm-hmm. sort of thing so um i think that it really it's tough but preparation that's the advice I would give. I'm sure Tony could speak more on it. I know Ryan has done dealt a lot with this too. I think you, you've got to have nice snacks and you've got to prepare things. Yeah. Uh, nuts, 
fruits, things that you can take with you. So when you're starving, you can eat those. And then when it comes, comes time for the meal, you're going to be in a better uh, situation. You're going to be a better place to make better choices. Welcome to Tips with Justin. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Justin, I think you did a great job. I completely agree. I was going to say, so he has an added challenge because living a healthy lifestyle is hard enough. And now having, it's not like it's consistently he's working the night shift it's he literally every day could be working at different hours so you can't even yeah. get like there i know plenty of like nurses who i've helped in the past where they work overnight but at least they consistently work overnight and they don't have that day shift so we work on their food because it's consistent it's a little bit harder with this because there's no consistency there so what i would just say is like Justin said, preparation is key and try, don't overwhelm yourself with prepping for the whole week. I mean, you might want to, when you cook, cook in batches, but before you start your shift, take your food with you and just at least just focus like day to day and have that food readily available and just make healthy choices for now versus going for the fried food and all that other stuff. Once you then have an idea of like what foods work best for you, where are your go-to spots, what are the the options that are, are good for you, then maybe start to um, assess where you can, um, you know, what when you feel better, like do you feel better eating at your night shift or did you feel better being able to kind of like just kind of have a little bit of snacks and then during the day is when you have your meals or do you want to kind of snack throughout the day and then eat your meals when you're working overnight because really food is fuel but also at late night hours our metabolism is so much slower so it's really hard to kind of say when's the best time to eat I would just use your hunger cues eat when you're hungry um, try not to, you know, overeat and choose healthy options as and frequently of, as you know, possible. And of course, at night, your healthy options go down. Right. The only Which thing, is why the things that to... tend to be open or fast food, you know, pub food, thing like things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, but even so, like if I don't, it's hard to say because I don't know Ireland. I don't know what's available there. Um, but I, I would hope, I think that there's still, even at a restaurant, like you can change French fries for, a, not that he's probably sitting down for a meal, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but like French fries for a baked potato, right? Sure. Or um, sometimes like the convenience stores, you have to look for it, but they usually have, like, I'm thinking it's really hard to say because I don't know what they have, but like I would say like in, in New York when we have like a 7-Eleven, like you can get healthy items at 7-Eleven, sure, even sure. though it's quick and convenient. So just because it's convenience store doesn't mean they're going to lack healthy items. You just might have to search for them and look. And that's why I was saying kind of pick your spots look at for your spots that are kind of like your go-to spots and if you have the leniency to be able to choose one or the other try to go for the one that has at least something you know you can get versus like if you weren't able to prepare ahead of time and and carry it with you so calm thanks once again for writing in i hope that that helps and if you have a follow-up please uh, feel free to ask us you know happy to help so our next question comes from brad and Brad writes, hi again, and thanks for answering my question a while back regarding uh, body heat increases after training. Well, thanks for writing back, Brad. Uh, I am thinking of starting a new training program and would love some advice. I'm 5'4 and 168 pounds following a powerlifting routine and have current one rep maxes of 255 bench, 345 squat, and 445 deadlifts. That's not bad at all. Jeez. I want to continue making strength gains with the same high weight, low rep program that I've been following, but want to cut some fat and improve cardio. I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan of uh, high intensity interval training, so I'm thinking of doing three to four times a week 
at the gym lifting heavy and outdoor jogging three to t- uh, two to three times a week for about an hour at five miles per hour. Do you think that this is a good idea for maintaining strength while cutting fat, or should I consider something else? Thanks so much. P.S. Do the Jim Wits have a P.O. box or a place that I can mail some local get goodies from where I live? Huh. All right, so I'll answer the first question. Um, I will, looks like you left your email, so I will send you an email with our, um, with our, with the address that we use. I don't want to necessarily kind of put it out there, but I'll definitely send it because we love free stuff. <laughs> so that'd be great. Um, no, uh, so I guess I'll um, give my end of the answer. Uh, so a couple couple things. So obviously it's always tricky when you're trying to you know put on size and and cut fat, um, or and 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 or when you're trying to lift very heavy while also cutting. So um, what I would we've talked about periodization, and even if you're not an athlete, you can kind of modify your workout to kind of reflect that. So you you know instead of trying to do everything at once, you go through periods of your workout where you're or your program where you're doing focus more on one thing while maintaining you know the other aspects. So if um, you know it sounds like your strength gains are really good, and if you've been on this program for a long time, it might be a good thing for you to just mix things up a little bit. So maybe you take a few months where you focus a little bit more on the cardio. So you know hit is a great style of exercise, but it's by no means the be all to end all. So if you like jogging then jogging two to three times a week for an hour is good. I, you know, I might say maybe decrease the time slightly and increase your speed a little bit if you can. So instead of going like five miles an hour, if you can get it up to six and do it at 40, 45 minutes, that might, that's a little bit better. So I might say that you know, for the cardio benefit, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, the weight loss is mostly diet. Um, so unless you're an elite athlete, you're really not going to burn enough calories from your exercise to, to make a huge difference. So if you want to do more of the fat loss, I think that's going to be more diet. Um, but if, for the cardio, I think you'll get a little bit more benefit going a little bit faster and spending a little bit less time on your on your cardio, if that's possible. If at five miles an hour you're struggling and huffing and puffing, then that's a different story. But if you can bump, bump the speed up a little bit, I would do that. Um, as far as the strength, maybe take it down a little bit and instead of working um, so heavy for the next few months focus a little more on muscle endurance so increase your rep range a little bit you know go up to maybe six to eight reps try to stay there but really push the weights and then after a few months of doing this then you kind of go back down you know when you're happy with the body fat percentage maybe then you go back down to your one you know focus more on really the the high high weight low rep so that's just my suggestion it's always tough to kind of manage multiple important goals at once and sometimes it's good to give your body that that rest to to give your body you know the muscles something different and as long you know eight six eight reps is still lifting heavy so you're still lifting heavy you'll still make strength gains and then when you go back to pushing your weight you might even notice you know a little bit of an increase in your strength by doing that so that would be my suggestion nice um you could take my suggestion too, which uh, it's not the, the the professional Ryan suggestion, but maybe uh, attempt a a weights based circuit training. Right, it's certainly not going to help your one rep max, maybe a tiny bit, but it will give you some nice muscle endurance. And if you're not into uh, the, the super high intensity interval training, you know, I hate running. I find that doing circuit training really gets a, a nice workout while still doing weights. It will definitely increase your muscle endurance, which is never a bad thing. And um, psychologically, I found that uh, I have done that where I've gone for more uh, powerlifting type things. Then I go to circuit training where I'm focusing more on that. When I go back to, to powerlifting, I'm sort of reinvigorated. Uh, I have, you know, I'm sort of getting in shape through the other means. And then when I go back into it, I have this sort of 
newfound joy. Not that you ever uh, are getting uh, bored of your workout, but I find that when you go back into it, you're sort of re-inspired. So that might be another perk to just sort of completely changing things up. And as Ryan said, it's always, you know, sort of always good to give a little bit of variety. So, um, yeah, thank you once again, for uh, Brad, for writing in. And we look forward to hearing from you again. So, mm-hmm. All right, so our next question is from Megan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Megan, uh, Megan Julia, and I'll, I'll leave your, your last name out for now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Megan writes, hi, my name is MJ. Oh, that would have been easier if I just uh, <laughs> gone with MJ from the beginning. <laughs> I'm 20 years old, and I'm from the Philippines. This isn't a question, but I found your podcast a couple months ago, and I've been listening religiously ever since. Well, as you know, we are religious leaders as well. Ryan is a pastor, so so that's good. If you need to get married, Ryan will, Ryan will can do that. So. Do you really do that? No. No, people do. You can get your certification yeah. online. Yeah, yeah. We're all doing that, by the way. We're all getting our, our certifications. So I love your content so much, and I definitely relate because I do my best to keep a healthy and active lifestyle. I go to the gym almost every day, but I do not overwork myself, and I just love lifting weights. I try to eat the right food, reach my macros, and get enough vitamins and minerals in my body. Your podcast always gives me new things to learn about, keeps me motivated, and helps me push forward on my fitness journey. I've never felt stronger and happier. I love you guys. Keep doing oh what you're doing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, MJ. Well, that, that was so nice. Day, you know? Appreciate it. I think that every, every time we do an Ask the Episode, we're just going to say that question again. <laughs> just because it's awesome. Or the comment. All right. So our last question today comes from comes from Charles. And Charles writes, thanks so much for your respective podcasts, theme songs notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've heard a lot about pasta being a quote, unquote, bad food. Are there any nutritional benefits or is it a better, uh, or is it a better nutritional profile uh, for those who make their own? Oh, good question. Great question. Um, Charles actually emailed me this. I sent him an email back and I'm happy that we're going to address it here so everyone can listen. As you guys know, if you're just tuning into the Gym Woods podcast, as a dietitian, I do not believe that there are good foods or bad foods. Yes, you can argue that certain foods might be bad, but they're not even really food. Pasta is a real food. It's not a bad food. It's just food we probably don't want to eat a lot of all of the time and we want to keep it balanced. Um, Having refined white pasta, which is your traditional pasta, is a simple carbohydrate that doesn't always benefit our body when we eat it because then when we have it, our blood sugars go up. It can um, lead to weight gain and you know you would you're not really gonna feel full because it's missing that dietary fiber. Um, with that being said, if you make it on your own, that really isn't really going to change much unless you're making it with a whole grain or a higher fiber um, base. So an example of that is uh, there's more like now there's more bean based pastas, there's lentil based pastas, and then there's just whole wheat pastas. And the benefits of having those pastas is they're going to have so they're white pasta, they're a fine pasta. They re- remove the dietary fiber and then they enrich it with vitamins and minerals. Um, but it's not the same of when you're getting it in its natural whole form. And when by doing that, you want to have a whole grain pasta um, or one of the pastas that I just mentioned. And the benefits to having that is you're going to feel fuller faster. So you're less likely to overconsume. And when we have too many carbohydrates, 
Um, it, and we're on, say, we're trying to either control our blood, our blood sugars for diabetes or weight management. Um, we w- definitely don't want to be overeating. Also, the overeating of something else leads to an undereating of, of something else. We just want balance on the plate. So if you want to have pasta, it's completely fine to incorporate. Just make sure you're also having some non-starchy vegetables with it, uh, maybe a source of protein with it. But if you do a like a bean-based pasta, then you don't necessarily have to always add uh, the protein because it has protein in it, it has dietary fiber, um, and that could be an, an alternative. But I definitely don't want people, I mean, I think about, I'm Italian, and I think about, like, traditionally, you know, you don't want people to think that their traditional foods are, like, causing all these ailments, and we all know it's not one food that makes or breaks the diet, it's a combination of our whole lifestyle, so pasta can fit in the diet, it just tends to be a little bit more on the, the calorie-dense, carbohydrate-dense side, it would be good for an athlete, like, right before they're gonna, you know, perform, because they need the carbohydrates, and it needs to get to the muscle fast, Um, it needs to get, um, Um, not to the muscle, it needs to get to the body fast to be utilized as energy. Um, So it definitely does fit. But for your everyday person, I would just say, you know, stick to that plate method that I talked about before, which is, um, you know, a quarter of your plate with the pasta, a quarter of the plate with the protein and the rest of the half of the plate, your Mm non-starchy vegetables. I think that's a great way to kind of incorporate it into your diet. Definitely. Uh, my way of looking at, at pasta is I just um, I just don't eat it very often. Well, yeah, like I probably wouldn't make I it do, like an yeah. everyday food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, in, enjoy it when you eat it. So make it a, right. you know make it a special occasion, and then you know go all out and eat it. And then, but just do it rarely, right? And that's I think that that's uh, you know a good, good way to approach it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, there, I'm sure there's other things in the diet that people can improve Absolutely. more than just their Absolutely. their pasta. So I don't like to focus it on one mm-hmm. food. All right, cool. So now we have one more question that just came in. So I'm going to hand Justin my phone and let him read it. It's from Michael from the UK. And you can read this. Nice. Hey, uh, hey Michael from the UK. Uh, thanks for writing in. So uh, Michael writes, Hi, guys. Great podcast. I have a question for you that you might be able to help me with, as I have been struggling uh, with this for the past few years. I am 5'11", generally healthy male with a good career and generally a good social life. I have always been into sports, a fitness fan, and generally keep myself fit. The thing I struggle with on a daily basis is my stop, start type of failed attempts at going to the gym regularly in my mm-hmm. life. And I think that this is just very, common. very common. Very common. Uh, I am 33 and have aspirations to be muscular and fit. And previously, three years ago, I was, and I felt so happy about it. Ever since I have been on a slippery path where my fitness has slowly, has slowly deteriorated and I am back to square one. On average, in the last 10 months, I go to the gym once a week. I set myself uh, the the will to go to the gym at 6 a.m. in the morning, but poor sleep and lack of discipline means I miss this most of the time. Then I beat myself up about it and tell myself I am useless, and the routine starts again. I plan to wake up early, then I get distracted by the internet and reading things at night, go to sleep late, and miss the the gym because I can't wake up. It's a terrible cycle. Yes, I know all about it. Mm This has been going on for the last 10 months, and I don't know what to do. I know uh, what my problem is, lack of discipline, and maybe I am bored with, of my workouts at the gym and I have no real goal or understanding of how to achieve my goals. I end up waking up disappointed most days because every day I think about going to the gym, miss going to the gym in the morning before work, and then beat myself up about how unbelievably stupid I am for making the same mistakes again and again and unable to get myself out of the situation. I would really welcome your suggestions. In the past, I have ran marathons in various parts of the world, was fit and muscular, which boosted my self-esteem, but now all seems to be gone, and I am demoralized about being unable to achieve what I want. 
on the positive side, my diet is very good. I eat green vegetables and get necessary nutrition and rarely eat junk food. I started out as a habit uh, started out as a habit eight years ago, and now it is a part of my life like breathing. I gravitate towards healthy, home-cooked food. Thank you from the UK, Michael. All right, um, Michael, well, th- thanks for the details. So there, something to ask yourself is, is how were you able to make those modifications to your diet, and what kind of obstacles did you face, and how did you overcome those obstacles? Because a lot of times it's very similar... Um, to what you're going to do with your exercise. I think a lot of it comes down to structure. So um, I will say, you know, there there are certain habits that, you know, will kind of, pre- that typically kind of predict and help with, with um, success. So, you know, I th- you know, it sounds a situation of um, really structure more than anything else. Like, and, and finding ways to structure your life and your workouts to, 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 read some success. So a couple things to, to think about is maybe, you know, when you start getting back into it or getting to the gym, maybe not starting with a lofty goal, you know, or just, you know, kind of slow and steady, just get yourself back in, you know, do what works, do what feels comfortable, build the habit, right? So that's one way to kind of approach it. If you find that you kind of have these huge ideas and then you get in there and, 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 and once that idea fizzles, you're stuck with nothing, you know, but your own motivation and mindset, then it, sometimes it's a little harder. Um, now the exact opposite is maybe there is some kind of a goal that you do want. And if you run marathons, maybe there is an athletic event or something. Now the reason with, with that goal though, there has to be a date connected to it. So like, um, a marathon or a bodybuilding competition or a game or something that you're doing. So, so to contradict what I said earlier, if there is a goal, but that has some kind of a date associated with it, maybe you can, you can do something like that. Cause that, that could help kind of get your mind set on it. So you kind of have these two sides of the coin. Um, another thing to consider is, um, you know, tracking what you're doing. So maybe, you know, maybe it's tracking your weight or it's taking photos or it's taking measurements or taking body fat, but kind of like regularly checking in to see how you're, you're progressing as a way to keep your mind on your, your program and kind of keep you somewhat accountable to what you're doing. Um, another huge thing is some, some kind of a social force. So it could be a trainer. Um, you know, if having a personal trainer is prohibitive, you know, with time or cost, then maybe it's doing some kind of a, maybe a Facebook group or, a, a, some kind of a, a buddy system or friend or some group that you can hold each other accountable. Um, maybe it's doing some kind of an online training program, um, where you have, again, somebody that's holding you accountable. So, you know, start thinking about maybe what kind of a social force is out there to help you again, whether it's a friend or a trainer or a group or a Facebook group or a running group or something to where you have people to bounce off of and feed on or feed off of as far as your you know energy um and you know just kind of find something that's sustainable that's that's something that you can do right now uh, you know and, and and try not to beat yourself up over yeah. making mistakes i think a big thing right now is you know you've got kind of different levels of exercise and you've got the level of the level right now is you're you're not doing it and so anything is better than not doing it. So you find what's sustainable and try that. And, and, you know, you can't beat yourself up, beat yourself up over, you know, if you, if you don't go to the gym, instead of beating yourself up over it, you just kind of have to think, okay, what was the obstacle that I faced and how can I overcome that next time? So use it as a learning experience. Like instead of, you know, if you miss a day at the gym, you know, don't, don't get mad at yourself and wallow in your own pity. And it sounds like you're eating well, but for some people, then, then that kind of, there's a cascade effect where less sleep and diet and everything becomes a mess. But instead of doing that, you know, just kind of think like, what was the obstacle? Was it time? Were you not prepared? Um, you know, and figure out what that obstacle was and find a way around it. And, uh, so I think that's really the key is, you know, when you're having this kind of a struggle, you can't, you kind of have to 
structure things in a way that really helps make it as easy as possible. We kind of, you, you got to find the path of least resistance, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And since, you know, you, with diet, you know, you have to eat. So you, you, to, to a large extent, you can control that, you know, if you, if you, as long as you have the willpower with exercise, it's a little bit harder because you don't have to exercise you. So you actively have to go to the gym or, you know, go for a run. So it does require a little bit more effort to, to do that. So it's really just finding all those obstacles and find what's the path of least resistance and get yourself into it. And then, you know, again, if you don't go, if you choose the first option of not having a goal, just, just start, just get the habit, just build it, you know, and then the more, you know, that, that day where you're like, I'm, I'm into it will come, you know, I've, I've run, you know, I've been doing Muay Thai for a long time and I, last time I fought was like four years ago and, and for the last couple of years, I kind of didn't have the motivation to train as much as I had. And recently a few within the last few months, I just, I was bit by the bug again. It just came back. And in the time off or the time between, you know, I was still training, but you know that that motivation comes and goes. So, so as long as the habit's there, when it comes, you're you're back at it. And when it goes, you just you do what you can to maintain. So that you know that's hopefully this helps. Um, I, I definitely know where you've been, and I've been through this with lots of people. So you just kind of have to find that way around it. Yes, and may I suggest listening to our day zero episode, which we released a while ago, but I think it might have some cool little tidbits. That uh, and ways to approach this, and may also recommend setting. Uh, we were talking with someone recently who did this. Um, I think uh, the person used their phone basically as little sets alarms and reminders for everything, um, and maybe combine this with. Um, I get the guy's name. He actually has a very successful podcast. And he talks about, and we don't know if this is necessarily behavioral science or what, that if you're able to do something really three days in a row to break out of your pattern, it can really help in sticking with something new. So if you're able to get to the gym, you know, three days, you know, in a row or three days, you know, during a week, then hopefully you, you, you could, you could break this pattern, but use your, use your phone to set an alarm for a bunch of different things at night, have your the little, little message come up, say, go to sleep. Now, when it wakes up, the message says, go to gym. Now try that. Right, maybe, and don't press the snooze button. Don't press the snooze, right? Just try it and see if you can get it done a few, a few times. Force, you know, force yourself to go to sleep. Set the reminder. Set the reminder to get up and go to the gym. See if that helps. And once you get into it, you know, you can get bit by the bug again, as Ryan said, and maybe you break out of the uh, the, the vicious cycle that we've all been through. Yeah, you're definitely not alone in this. It is completely, completely normal. I think the biggest thing you need to to think about is I think you're comparing. What I mean, you did huge things like you ran a marathon, you were highly, you know, you did, you were training at higher, a higher level and higher intensity. And now you're not into it that much. So I feel like even when you go to the gym, you're already comparing yourself to what was, but this is a new part of your lifestyle. This is a new you. It doesn't have to be that because, because you're not doing the same high intensity training that you were doing before that you're now all of a sudden a failure, even when you get to the gym. And that's probably why that one day doesn't turn into two days because you're upset with yourself that it doesn't look like how it used to look like and it doesn't have to look like that I think the most important thing is just get there just get to the gym because right now we're having trouble just getting there just that's the first thing you need to do once you're there then you can figure out the workout and just take it day by day but I think Ryan and Justin gave you awesome tools that you can utilize to at least get you started because that motivation does not stay. It comes and goes. But when it's there, you just have to act on it. And eventually the habits will form. So, yeah. 
All right. Well, that is it. Thanks for everyone for writing in. Seriously. Yeah. Thank send you so you, much, guys. Send questions. You can either send email at gmail.com or fill out the form on our website. Uh, and yeah, we love it. Uh, it's awesome. Whether it's a question or feedback or, or goodies, which I'll send my email, <laughs> uh, the email uh, or, or the address. Um, but yep, yeah, that's it. So uh, as usual, offer us at gymwits.com. And I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. And I'm Tony Mariucci, a.k.a. Tipsy Tony, your registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are the Gymwits. Gymwits.